Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. In the name of Jesus, amen. We are talking on the subject, he will show up. Hallelujah. I said God will show up. It doesn't matter how far, it doesn't matter what, but God will show up. Amen. Sometimes in our life, it looks like God will never show up. God will never attend to us. God will never come to our aid. We go through certain situations. We pray to God. We talk to him. We, we invite him. And it looks silent that God is nowhere to be heard. He's nowhere to be found. And sometimes it looks like God doesn't even care about us. But I'm here to tell you that no matter what it is, God will show up. Hallelujah. No matter how long it takes, God will show up. It took 25 years, God showed up to Abraham and his wife. It took over 40 years, God showed up to uh, Zechariah and his wife. It took several couple of 20 of years, God showed up to Hannah. God will definitely show up one day. After a man has been in a hospital for 38 years, God showed up. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how long it takes, God will definitely show up. So I want to encourage you this morning to know that God will definitely what? show up. Hallelujah. Let's go to John chapter 11 verse 1 to 4. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. Listen to me. God sometimes looks for identification. Amen. In this life, you must identify yourself with people that sovereign know them. I said you must what? Identify yourself with people that heaven knows them. It is very important spiritually who is your friend. Who knows you is very important when it comes to spiritual issues. Because sometimes God can come to your aid because of the person whom you are associated with. Look at how God or the Bible defines the situation. A certain man, the Bible have no interest of the name of the person. Before he came to say that, was sick, his problem. Before he said that, name Lazarus, his name. His name was Ted. On the introduction of God, it means that God was not so much interested of his name. God only recognized that there was a man who was sick. And that man happened to be called Lazarus. How did God got to know? He said that of Bethany, where he lives. All these things does not matter to God. But he said that of Mary and her sister matter. It means these two personalities were special to God, to Christ. Hallelujah. Let's move on. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment. I hope you know that Mary. It was that Mary. It means there is something particular about that Mary. It means there was a question mark. You know, I don't know the English word well. But when they say that thing, it means something. It means the thing stand out. Hallelujah. He said that Mary. And let's look at how the Bible has that Mary. Who is that Mary? That was the Mary everybody called what? A prostitute. A Mary everybody called a harlot. A Mary everybody called an adulterer. A Mary everybody has rejected in Israel. 
And Mary, nobody has any reputation for. And Mary who has lost her, her reputation and her, her, her dignity. And Mary who nobody seems to care for. That Mary. And they say that which anointed the Lord with ointment. However people thought of her was not the problem of Jesus Christ, but what he did to the Lord. I'm here to announce to you that what you are doing to God will replace what people think about you. What you are doing to God will replace what people imagine about you. Listen, whatever people has labeled your life to be cannot erase the fact that God will come to your aid and listen to your issues and your concern by reason of what you are doing for him. So that Mary who anointed Jesus and wiped his feet with the hair on her hair. That Mary. Hallelujah. Sometimes in church, the people who have never had any one-to-one encounter with the Lord, they are the people who found it difficult to come low before the Lord. Hallelujah. But if you know what God has done for somebody, you will not criticize the way they decide to serve and worship their God. That Mary broke an anointing oil, the fragrance oil, and that Mary also wiped the feet of Jesus Christ. In those days, they didn't sit in air-conditioned cow. The best they can sit in was a chariot or a donkey or a horse. The best car Jesus ever sat on was a donkey. Hallelujah. And you know, donkeys are used to carry hot wastes. Donkeys are used to carry wastes. That is why we say that hot donkey jobs. That is why when Saul spent all his time looking for donkeys, he got to somewhere, somewhere said, Ah, Saul, those donkeys have been found. Let's talk about destiny. You are following donkeys. So the best guy Jesus could sat on was hell, a donkey. But at this time, Jesus never sit in a car. He has walked through the wilderness and the deserts and those things. His feet was all dirty. The Bible speaks that the glory of a woman is the hair. Hallelujah. So, the lady looked at Christ, took her precious oil, break it, put it on Christ, use the hair, wipe. I'm waiting for the day my wife will do one. Hallelujah. Or one day, you come to church and you realize that a lady just walked in the midst of worship. But this lady put off all this modernity, rise up and go to the pastor and start opening the bag, bring out a perfume and break it on the feet of the pastor, use the hair to wipe. Everybody say, hey. But listen, there are certain things when you do to God, God will not only remember you, he remember your mother, he remember your father, he remember your sister, he remember your brother, he remember your uncles, anybody 
somebody who matters to your life god remembers such people and church this morning i'm here to announce to you that god will come to your life but let god remember the next person who matters to your life don't let god look at only you but may he look at your sister's problem may he look at your brother's problem may he look listen to me maybe the persons in the house whose problem has become a burden to you if god remember that person your burden will be shortened because at this time, Lazarus, the brother was sick. The brother was sick. Let's move on. Therefore, his sister sent unto him, Say, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. The man could not speak. The man was sick, but the sisters sent. And the other sister is Martha. And you know Martha. Martha is the one who cooks. Martha went to catering school. She did home economics. She's a good caterer. If you read the Bible, see that anytime Jesus was in the house of Lazarus, Martha is the one who do the cooking. And Mary is the one who is Because see, Mary has gone through issues of life. That he need a word that can transform her. So anytime Mary meets Jesus, Mary need a word. So it's not about food. I have gone through life. I've suffered. They have misused me. Men has abused me. Men has criticized me. I have no life. Talk to me something. I want the word of life that can transform me. I need to become a new person. That is what Mary is always listening. But Martha enjoyed her hobby. She was a young girl who has just finished school and was so much consumed by her profession. So she's always cooking. One day Jesus went to the house. Martha was busy cooking. And Mary was busy listening to the word of God. Martha got furious. to said, Christ, wouldn't you tell her to come for, for us to cook? Jesus said, Martha, you are worrying yourself with so many things. Listen to me. Some of us who are so consumed by domestic responsibilities and put aside your spiritual responsibility, rise up and attend your spiritual responsibilities and your domestic cares shall be taken care of. My husband, my wife, my husband, my wife, my husband, my wife, my church, my, uh, my children, my husband, my children, my family. And before you realize the people you try to please, husband, wife, children, before you see, they will start turning against you. But he will please the Lord. The Lord will give you favor. Even when your husband don't love you, the Lord will cause your good works that you are doing to me to convince that man. Every good man knows a good wife. Sometimes the man may pretend, but the man knows this one is a good one. And sometimes when they miss it, they beat their fingers. Every man knows. Hallelujah. Because sometimes, well, except those mama boys who were born into mama's lap, grew with mama, live with mama, everything has been mama until they grow up and they started looking for a wife they don't know anything so they go up and they see anything which is polished and shining and they carry it as a material home but those of us who have gone through the thick and cloud who have walked through life amen sometimes we know when sometimes when you come to marry, there are some people when they bring their wife to marry the moment we look at them we say excuse lady go out gentleman sit down then i ask them three questions are you ready for the marriage they say yes are you ready for this woman? They say yes. Are you ready to marry this woman? They say yes. I say may the Lord guide you through. 
Then sometimes say, ah, Pastor, why? I say, there's a go and think about what I've said. Because sometimes, the moment they sat in front of me to come for counseling, pa, the lady will start crossing her legs, pa, and then. Then I'll be looking. So, mm, I've come all the way to your, your husband's pastor. In, 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 let's assume that is God and when you come the first thing is you cross your leg and you pick your fingers and you are start and then you hear and they take the phone pastor excuse me I say I have excused you already that's for the excuse I gave it to you the first time you entered hallelujah and there are other guys too sometimes the ladies bring them and as soon as they come, oh hi. Say me hi. Say sit down. Then they will sit down. They say, hmm, how did you come for? Yeah. Then you see, Jesus Christ, I have to continue what I'm doing. You see, sisters, sometimes hold your peace. Take, take, take time, be patient. I said what? Be patient. Sometimes the sisters don't allow us to talk. Sister. Where did you meet him? Oh, pastor, he's a nice guy. Oh, pastor, he's a nice guy. That's how he, he, he is. That's how he is. But pastor, I'm telling you, don't know him. But, but pastor, I'm telling you, he's a nice guy. I didn't say I know him. I can never know him. You know him. But I need time to do digestion and assimilation. Hallelujah. Because you see them, like Brother Eastwood would say. So one day, the daughter brought a, a friend and asked, say, my friend, and when the guy entered, he saw the number of chains on his chest, where his button is. And the way he has cut his beard and shaped it. And some earrings or something here. The moment he entered, look at the daughter. I said, this thing, I don't have any problem. But the design of a man I'm seeing is serious. Hallelujah. Let's move on. So, he said the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is on, not unto death. But for the glory of God, that the son of God might be glorified. Church, I came to announce to you, your problem is not unto death. Your problem is not your disgrace. Your problem is not your shame. Your problem is not for the devil to take advantage. Listen to me. It is by permission. That that problem has access to your life. He said this sickness is not unto death. Knowing vividly that the guy will die. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? The very first day you get closer to the problem. God knew the outcome of it. But he allows it so that glory will be made out of your life. Do you think he didn't know? When you were going to that marriage, he knew that it would fail. When you were going to that relationship, he knew that it would fail. When you were going into that business, he knew you'd be fired. When you were going to that business, he knew that you would lose the money big time. He knows. But he knew that at the loss of it, it will not affect your life. It will rather encourage him so that by the time he comes into your life, he will begin to fix things up. And when people thought that everything is done and finished out of you, then the glory of the Lord will begin to come out of your life. Then people will begin to say that we thought it was the end of him or her, but we didn't know that it's the beginning. I came to pronounce to two people here that your beginning is the end of that problem. Your beginning is the end of that 
case your beginning is the destruction of that case when that case has taken your life to the last spot the glory of god will begin to manifest move on let's look at why did jesus decide to tarry why amen you can read on because jesus didn't go when they told him he said we should, we should wait we'll go later he tarried for about a week do whatever you want to do and lazarus died and when lazarus died jesus went there when he went they said that if you had come earlier you would have come and meet him but we have buried him four days jesus said i still take me to where you are you buried him hallelujah why should jesus decide to permit such a problem for the life of a believer and wait for the person to die before he show up. Why should God allow you to, for you to go through this problem before he show up? Why did God allow you to lose that money? To lose that business? To lose that marriage? To lose that man? To lose that woman? Why did God allow it? One day I went through some terrible issue terrible problem and i said god why and you know what the lord to say he to ask me why hallelujah the first thing is what love for the reason of his love the moment they told jesus that lazarus is sick and then later on they said lazarus is dead and jesus said ah, it's good the person i love is now dead so let's go <laughs> the business is gone jesus said ah, it's good the person has love now has lost the business the marriage is gone the relationship is gone he said yes the person i love is now in this problem and sometimes you ask why should god just 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 just, just allow it because he loved me well those that the lord love the bible said that the people is chasing hallelujah and the bible said an affliction shall not depart from you the blood in isaiah i think chapter 11 he said that israel the one i loved the people i love and the lord said that because he loved them he wanted to humble them. And because he wanted to humble them, he has to pass them through the wilderness. Love. Hallelujah. Because of the love of Christ, he must take you through certain things. How many of us disciplines our children? How many of us denies our children sometimes certain things? Is it because we hate them? Hallelujah. I bought this balloon toy guns. I want to give it to my kids. Hallelujah. I gave it to them. Then the moment they took that toys in that night when I got there. 12 midnight, I got there around 8.30. By 12 midnight, these boys are still not asleep. And the whole house has become bubbles. You see, you put bubbles in. Two seconds, it's finished, daddy. Two seconds. I wanted to sleep, and they will come. 
daddy, gun. Daddy, I said, ah, this thing, the mother was like, you bought it. I'm going to sleep. Today you do all night. I collected the thing. I hid it. The following morning, they won't go to school. I gave it to them. When they went to school, according to them, they would, whatever they did was off. So I have to take it back. They wept. They cried. They put themselves. They will eat. They vomited. They do everything. The whole day, small boys, they were hungry. They won't talk to anybody. They won't talk. When I talk to that little one, he tells me, that, no. I was talking. I said, earlier, I'm talking to you. He's looking at me. I'm talking to you, looking at me. Then he will turn his face and face the wall. I say, hey, they were angry because I've collected that in church. I didn't collect it because I hate my children. I collected it because all. I love my children. I want them to concentrate on the matters that are important for their life at that time. But those toys are taking their attention from me, from the mother, from their study, from school, from everything. Even food is taking their attention and I have to take it. Sometimes certain things in your life take all your attention from God and because he loves you, he must take them so that concentration shall return to him. When Lazarus died, Martha and Mary remembered Jesus. Now they said, let's go for Jesus. The one you love is sick. But when Lazarus was there, they don't care for Jesus. Because when they need the latest chains, Lazarus will buy. When there's no food in the house, Lazarus will provide. Lazarus was everything. And Jesus said, eh. Oh, I see. You marry. When they carry bricks and stones. And they were coming to pound you to death. I was the one. Because of you, they judged me. And I saved you today. You, you know that you have a brother called Lazarus. You forgot me when Lazarus is sick. Now you are remember. As for me, I'm a solution serving uh, provider God. When they were killing you, you knew me to save you. When your brother is sick, you knew me to come and heal it. But when everything is over, it is Martha, Mary, Lazarus. Because of that, I will turn your concentration, concentration toward myself. Lazarus will die. He waited when Lazarus died. Then Jesus went. He said, if you are come early, my brother will not die. He said, and now you believe that I am the resurrection. Now you believe that you must trust in me. You can't trust in Lazarus. You can't depend on Lazarus. You can't live your life on Lazarus. Now you must know that I am the one who gave Lazarus life and I am the one who can take Lazarus out of life. I want to prove to you that the person you must depend a lot is me and not Lazarus. Church, this morning I came to tell somebody that for the sake of God for your life, trust him. Depend on him. Forget about whatever. Listen to me. Anything that is a minus in your life, God take it off so that you will begin to concentrate. Then when he begins to add up unto you, it shall not become Lazarus before, but it shall become the resurrected Lazarus. Hallelujah. Then glory for the glory of himself. By Mary Madeline, Jesus was accused because the scripture said the adulterer must be stoned. And the Jewish don't play with their scriptures. Because that is the law. 
if you found a woman fornicating or adultery, you must stone her to death. What about the men? Amen. Today our ladies have risen up gender equality and all what women can do, men can do, what men can do, women can do. Okay, what men can do, women can do. Fine. Fine. When we get to the bedroom, what women can do, men can do. We will go down, you go up, impregnate us. So that I know you can do what we can do. We can't turn the laws of God upside down. Hallelujah. Women can never do what men can do. And men can never do what women can do. God shared it. There is something women can do. There is something men can do. And women must believe and, and obey that. Women must respect their husband. Men must love. But we say that women must love and submit to their husband. Because the man is the head of the house. And what should the man do? Man, you have to respect your husband. We have ten it. The men don't respect their husband. Men love. Sorry, men love their wife and women respect. Because it is difficult for a man to love. It is easy for a woman to love. Women move by emotions. So just touch the hair and the ears. Difficult. Because a man moves by his mind. And a man must think through issues before he allows his emotions. So sometimes it can take man years to fall in love. But he will move with you with his mind. Weigh you up and down. Scrutinize everything. And by the time he gives his heart out, he knows that yeah, he is sure. So the Bible commanded men to love. Because you know that it is a difficult task for them to love. But women to respect. Because you know that a woman can easily love. So God doesn't need to bother himself about love for women. They will love. Hallelujah. That is the issue. And God said that marry by you. And according to the law. I tried to defend you. So I turned the law. And now the whole of Israel are looking to kill me because I have come and the laws that Abraham, that Isaac, that Jacob, that the fathers have written and they have put in records. I change it. And now they are looking for me to kill. And now here you are. You are talking about your brother's sickness. I will use your own story to gain back the glory that I lost. I will use it. Hallelujah. Some of us, because of us, people lost big time. And Jesus looked at it and said, you were just going to church. And by certain conduct of you, people criticize me. Now I will make you to become a good Christian. A committed, faithful Christian. So that by you, people will glorify me. Hallelujah. Sometimes I look through my life. Some of the things I did. And some of the things I went through. And some of the things I am now. Hallelujah. We did all these things. And then you ended up. Seeing that now life is going on ditch. You need that same Jesus you used to stone. Criticize his people. Blackmailing. You need that same Jesus to train you. Jesus said that you are bass. I will teach you her power lies. So that today you will see. He stripped me of every glory and honor. Every faith and advantage. Everything that matters to my life, he made it to become foolishness before my own eyes. Until I started sleeping in the church. I started eating in the church. I started depending on the church. Until the same ICGC congregation used to buy trousers and shirt for me to wear. Hallelujah. Then the same ICGC people took me to Bible school. Trained me. Raised me. 
connect me to international why can't i give the glory back to him how can't i do it unto him god knows how to get the glory back that through you he lost it he missed it and he will orchestrate events so that the glory will come back to him don't complain about the problem god will show up faith listen to me there are a lot of people who have doubts because of the issues of your life some people think you are a fake christian some people say anything about you. Some people call you all sort of names. They think that when you carry your Bible, you are fake. God will silence them very soon. I said God will hold, silence them very soon. God will shut their mouth very soon. The same people shall follow you to the church whom they criticize. Whom they think that you are nobody but you only go there to show up. Listen, some of us, they think that every Sunday it is just a costume. And it has become a routine fellowship. That Sunday we have to come to church. Because until now, the same problem they knew about you is still existing. But I'm here to announce to you, they should get ready. They should get ready. Because a transformation is coming. Because the problem is about to be solved. The Lord is about to prove that the same people shall believe. The Bible said that, and then Jesus said unto Mary and Martha, he said, listen to me, all this thing has happened so that the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Luke, those who criticize, those who say oh, so that they will believe that I am the son of God. Listen to me. Somebody is going to come to Jesus the first time because of your problem. Because God is about to attend to you and people will come to Jesus. They will be surprised. They will be shocked. They will be is it this person? It's nobody else. It's you. Because they've written you off. Hallelujah. Listen, they have carried Lazarus into the tomb. Seal it. Game is closed. There's no hope about him again. Jesus said that those who have written you off, the same people will open you out. Those who have closed the chapter on you, the same people will rewrite the story about you. The same people who have ended up on you, the same people will begin about you. Because he will surely show up. Hallelujah. I came to tell one person that God will come. God will come. Don't give up on him. Don't close up on him. Don't think that God has just forsaken you. You have prayed. And he has not show up. I'm here to announce to you that today God has taken the first step. He's coming to your house. He's coming to your business. He's coming to your job. He's coming to your work. He's coming to your life. He's coming to your marriage. He's coming to your family. He's coming to your heart. He's coming to refix it again. The same people who know and they will see that you serve a living God. 